Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers afternoon drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders. Tomlin Tuesday is back after a week off. Uh, I feel like everybody should be in a good mood after hearing our intro. Uh, maybe Mike Tomlin needed to hear our intro or something today because it didn't seem like he was in a great mood during today's press conference. And uh, we knew one of the first questions he was going to be asked, Alan, was Broderick Jones, Dan Moore, more on that topic. Uh, I don't know that we gained a whole lot of clarity into who actually we expect to see at this point in time on Sunday. No, I think if anything, I'm less clear about what their plan is because, <laughs> right. you know, like, you know, I guess you know, Mike Tomlin could have said, like, Dan Moore's our guy. He's been a veteran. He's been here. He didn't do anything to lose his job. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he, he's been good enough the first four weeks. We've been happy with what we've gotten out of Dan. Uh, Dan's a great veteran and a leader of our line. And we, we don't want to go away from him at this point. He said none of that. None of that. He also could have said Broderick Jones is a first-round pick, and it's inevitable that he's going to start eventually. And, uh, you know, it had to be sometime. Uh, it may as well have been this time. Or maybe it won't be this time. And maybe it's going to be – he literally said none of any of that. He didn't say either of those guys is going to play, not going to play. He didn't talk about what the process was at all. He basically gave us absolutely nothing about – who the Steelers' left tackle is going to be this week, next week, beyond that, and why. Part of it was I don't think we asked very good questions as a media cohort today, but 
a frustrating lack of transparency for the thing that you knew was going to be the big question this week uh, appears is still going to be the big question. We talked yesterday about how thankful we were that the Steelers gave us something to talk about. Mike Tomlin must not be a big fan of Steelers Afternoon Drive or care about the topics that we have to talk about because if he was, like you said, he would have made a statement one way or the other Uh, whichever way that would have been to basically put a stamp on that guy being the starting left tackle, assuming that Dan Moore is healthy enough to go. I guess that's still a question mark too, right? You know, that's the if part of that is, is he going to be healthy enough to play? Right. I mean, the mistake is asking Mike Tomlin a hypothetical question. I don't know how you avoid it here, but, you know, asked if Dan Moore is the starter when he's healthy. He just said, well, that's a big if. We don't know. You know, he'll get the chance to show what he can do this week. And then he said, but he looked pretty good yesterday. So, like, what, which is it? Like, I just, oh, God. Would, would the way of wording the question is not even bring Dan Moore into it to say, is Broderick Jones your left tackle moving forward? Yeah, probably. I mean, that at least kind of, look, you have to ask questions to coaches like you're a, uh, you know, a, a Patton on the battlefield planning a pincer maneuver. You know, you can't can't give him the out over here. You can't give him the out over there. You gotta you gotta keep him hemmed in and contained. I guess maybe if I was going to use a football a football analogy, you know, it's like rushing Lamar Jackson. You know, you can't uh, you can't give him any escape routes. And uh, I don't think we did that. But, like, we shouldn't have to do that when it's about the thing that is the obvious question that there's no reason for there to be a lack of transparency about. Just tell us what you're going to do. And, like, do you think the Rams are over there? Like, oh, my God, we don't know who the Steelers are going to start a tackle. Like, I I doubt they care. Like, it's not any advantage to them to be playing for one or the other. Or maybe if that's what it is, just say that. I don't, you know, say, hey, I know who we're going to start but I'm okay with the Rams preparing for both, so I'm going to let you guys find out on Sunday. I I would have a lot more respect for that answer than what we got. It almost feels like, and, and this is totally in speculation land, but hey, uh, Mike, if you don't want to be in speculation land, you can just answer the freaking question next time. Um, it, it honestly feels like there's some mind games being played here. Like, Maybe he's seeing how Broderick Jones reacts to being put back on the second team. That feels like as reasonable of a speculation as I can come up with right now. That was like, uh, you know, Windhorse, Brian Windhorse, ESPN. Something's up in Pittsburgh. Um, but I wanted to ask you, because you, you even put out before, I think it was like your first thing actually it was before Tomlin spoke about their depth chart still having Dan Moore Jr. at the top and why you wouldn't read into it why why was that the case that you said you wouldn't read into it was it just because it was before Tomlin spoke and something could have changed then because or? the depth chart doesn't mean anything it, it literally does not matter what they put on the depth chart I could be starting at left tackle and they wouldn't have to put that on the depth chart it doesn't matter they can play what they can they can write whatever they want on that depth chart it doesn't mean anything so I don't ever take any stock in what it says basically it just is meaningless to me so gotcha and is is when they return to practice say it is whether it's dan moore the first one out there broderick do you think that will be a good tell or do you think like we have to wait until further into the week to really be able to read into who it is that's going to start at left tackle um i don't know man i like this is going to be a mess all week. I assume, like, 
probably going to – like Mike Tomlin, NFL makes their coaches be available every day, but Tomlin usually only talks on Tuesday unless we specifically request him. And it's like a thing where, like, you generally don't want to request him unless it's, like, something that needs to be talked about. Like, I feel like we're going to get there this week. Like, I don't understand yeah. what's going on at tackle. I'm not sure that we're going to have any clarity – Unless one of the players is like, "Yep, it's me. I'm starting." Like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see any other way that we're going to know what the heck is going on. Yeah, yeah. I would. I mean, I'm curious to see how it plays out. I'm one of those people that try not to read into anything that's actually said. You know, like I, I don't think that I will be um, upset with the decision until like I actually see it being Dan Moore Jr. over Broderick, at least from a fan perspective. Um, like, I don't really care what is said. But again, you know, as we get further into the week. Um, we're going to have to have some clarity on that. Anything, I mean, we've, we've kind of touched on it before we started recording, not a very like eventful, you know, press conference. Why uh, you could say that a lot about Tomlin, but like it really didn't give us much of anything here today. It's a little combative. I mean, more than usual, I think. And probably a part of that is, I mean, when you have the same problems over and over again, you get the same questions over and over again. And mm-hmm. it's clear that you don't necessarily have the answers for them or else you would have fixed them. But that's just the way things go. You know, I think, uh, you know, and the question about his offense is like, guys, we've been here a lot. I'm like, well, you scored 17 points last week. Like, can they keep asking until it changes? Like, there's, you know, we're, we're two weeks away from promised big changes by the head coach. Uh, and so you, you better believe there's going to be changes. And I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen any. Like, I, I I, mean, I don't think there's a problem with there not being changes. I think a perfectly fine answer was there's nothing wrong with the plan that we put in place. We're not executing very well. It just is about hammering down the details, continuing to work at it, chip away, blah, blah, blah. I can come up with an answer that I think is the right answer that does not involve big changes to what the Steelers are doing. But that is not what Mike Tomlin said after that loss to the Texans. Yet here we are. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't. Um, I can understand his frustration, but until either we see some changes or the offense does something different, I expect that those are going to keep coming. I would agree. Yeah, you mentioned the word combative. <laughs> uh, friend of the show, Chris Carter, asking him about uh, the amount of yardage they've given up to top receivers. I believe they're eighth in the league in terms of receiving yards allowed. Uh, he said, I'm not concerned about obscure stats like that at this juncture. Keep watching. Seriously, I'm really not. Our objective is to win. I'm not so sure that I would classify that as uh, an obscure stat, but. I will say this to like sort of defend Tomlin there is like, I don't really care where a team ranks after five games. Like it's, it's a. I don't I mean, either. Football I just, is a small yeah. sample sport in general, but like mm-hmm. five games is really hard to learn much about what a team is doing statistically compared to like I just like I don't need to know the stats you know that Brandon Ayuk was open on every single play and like the 49ers showed mercy and only scoring 30 points in that game (laughs) like it doesn't have anything Mm -hmm. I don't care that you're eighth you're getting your butt whipped up and down the field forget eighth like let's talk about that like you know, the, the stats matter far less than the actual butt kicking that has been occurring. 
Yeah. And, and I would agree with that. That was just really the point, uh, like with me watching it live as well on, on the team's YouTube channel where I was like, Oh wow. Like this is, he is really, they use the word combative. I think that's a good word to, to use for this, where I could really tell that there was, it was a little bit more contentious in that room than normal for him. Yeah. It wasn't, um, a friendly day. And I honestly don't think that the, yeah, I, I didn't think the questions were particularly pointed or it's not like we were beating them up over over some stuff there. Like I've been in some heated press conferences. I was there mm-hmm. for the uh I don't know, Pitt hiring Kevin Stallings press conference. Remember that one? Like I've oh some, man, some, some <laughs> tough ones, right? Like yeah. this was not that. I this is uh a little bit of defensiveness, I think, from Mike Tomlin about where his team is. Uh I think you can talk about winning as your goal, um, and they're three and two, and they've won some big games. But I don't think anybody that looks at this team should see a team that's in a good place or a unit that people should feel good about going forward, unless they come through with some of these changes. Yeah, and and you know I feel like it is that way. You mentioned like maybe some of the questions could have been worded better, and that's on you know collectively the the media to do. But I I mean. I, I don't know that they were very much different from like a week to week. It just, I think it's because of the repetitiveness of these questions being asked. But again, until there is change, that is going to continue to happen. So you better buckle up for next week's Tom on Tuesday if they go out and perform the same way that they have through their first five games. Yeah, like the perfect storm is like another like 17, 15, 17, 16 win, right? Where it's like, oh, well, you know, you answered none of our questions and you played in neither. But so here we are again. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, I don't, I don't care. Just, just to talk to, to you guys. I, I mm-hmm. don't care if, if uh, the press conferences are friendly, unfriendly, mean spirited. I it doesn't bother me. And I doubt it bothers anybody. It's, it's professional, but I don't, I don't care. It's just a interesting, uh, psychological uh, evaluation of where the team is based on the head coach's mood, right? I mean, I guarantee you that uh, you know, a 6-0 head coach up there is not sniping back at reporters. Some maybe Bill Belichick. I feel like he could get mad about anything, anytime, ever. Yeah, I wonder how things are. I mean, obviously, we can see a certain amount from the outside, but I wonder how things are internally up there for a team that's not used to, I mean, over the last few seasons, they've obviously been pretty mediocre, but like not to this level where they are right now, where they're like bottom of the barrel, staring at a top five pick, like very different situation for them. But <sighs> this is not the Patriots after drive. I, I don't, I don't think they're, uh, you think they're going to find their footing a little bit? I don't know. I think, I think they'll be better, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you to obviously like, again, not a very eventful thing here, but I feel like one thing that we want to touch on the fan base is always going to be curious about and questions are always going to be raised about this. And this is kind of going along with the Broderick Jones thing as well, but obviously the playing time of these young rookies. I feel like we've talked a lot about Joey Porter Jr. Is he ready to be a starter on the outside? Should he at least be taking more reps than he has been given? And then like Keanu Benton inside as well. I don't know that there's like as much of a clamoring for him, 
Um, even though he has been really good just because he wasn't, you know, he doesn't play that high profile position. He was a second round pick, but not the 32nd pick. Um, what, were, what were your thoughts on how Tomlin addressed those questions as regards to their playing time? And is maybe this Rams week, we've talked about this a little bit, but like the way that the Rams play offense, we see a lot of three receiver sets. This could be a week where we see more Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that the team has a plan for Joey Porter and Keanu Benton in terms of gradually increasing both their playing time and their role to get to a point where they're roughly a full-time player. I don't think either of them is quite there yet. I think it's easy to get sidetracked by looking at positive results versus negative results when you have a player that's playing a really sheltered and specific role. You know, it's like, it's like if, if we think Zachary Smith is really good at hosting the Steelers afternoon drive for one hour on, or one half hour on weekday afternoons, and that's like, oh, uh, let's make him the program director for a New York City radio station. It's like, <laughs> well, no, like that's like, just uh, you're doing good in your little like piece doesn't mean that you're ready for all of it yet. You know, like it's there's there's steps to this growth and we're seeing the steps. And they're working, and I don't. I I, I think it, it's mostly uh, like here's the thing: for about ninety percent of the things that you're frustrated by, Levi Wallace and Patrick Peterson doing poorly. If Joey Porter was put in those positions, would be doing just as poorly, if not worse. He's not a better player. He's just being put in better situations because they're being careful with his development, and that's a good thing. That's smart. It it doesn't mean that he's leaps and bounds better than those guys it means that he's doing one job and doing a good job of doing one job and now he's getting some more little pieces and that's going to continue the real problem here is that peterson and wallace are not playing as good as they can okay Mm -hmm. but that doesn't have anything to do with porter and also the shannon sullivan is not playing very well they don't seem to have a good option in the slot like they do need to get porter on the field more this is a week where i think we're going to see even more than we did last week where he played maybe three series, I believe, on uh, on defense in that uh, outside corner role. I think we could see more than this. I pr- probably won't see him in base defense, uh, but I don't think this is a big base defense week. I think it's more uh, of the nickel this week with with the three receivers and Atwell, Nakua, and, and Cooper Cup. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. I, 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 think, I think we'll see more Porter Benton. I think they're probably already like closing in on his kind of yeah like what is the gas tank there you know like that's right I mean like okay he played like 35 snaps a game in college he's playing Mm -hmm. about 30 in the NFL like how much more do you want out of him you know I I do think like okay so last game he was where like 30-35 snaps something like that Mont Adams Mm -hmm. was like closer to 50 like, yeah. Okay, so there's like 10 more snaps to give there. Like, that, that's what that's telling me. Like, okay, like he'll get there. I'm not worried about him. And, and honestly, I think Mon Adams has played pretty darn well. Um, I agree. Yeah. And, and so I don't feel like there is uh, the same uproar about Benton simply because the other guys at his position have not played poorly like Wallace and Peterson have. But uh, I, I don't think that there's – to me, that's nothing. Those guys are doing exactly what I thought they were going to do, and they're doing a good job of it, and they're going to continue to. 
and uh, they'll get there. I, but I don't think, you know, I, I feel like there's this uh, sentiment within the fan base. It's like, man, if the Steelers just fired Matt Canada, played, had literally anybody else as offensive coordinator, Keanu Benton started and played every snap. Joey Porter started and played every snap. Robert Jones started and played every snap. They'd have won every game this year 50 to nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah, Super Bowl. No, they'd still be three and two. In fact, they might be worse. Like, like I would say there's a better chance that if they had done those things, they would be worse than better right now. Like, th- that's not the answer. They're, they've got to play better. But, like, there are no easy fixes here. None. Like, th- that's – and I understand that's a frustrating answer. That's why Mike Thomas yeah. frustrated too. But, like, playing a rookie who's not ready for a bigger role more than he's ready for is how you get – Kendrick Greens and Dan Moore's in the first place. Like we've seen that, we know it's not good. I don't need to see it again. Well, Alan, this isn't how I planned on telling you, but to bring this back to full circle to how you started talking there, I actually have accepted a position to take over all podcasts uh, that come out through the ESPN platform. So oh. this will have to come to an end. Unfortunately, hope you can replace me. Uh, no, but seriously, uh, but the thing is, there with those two, right? Like you can you can work them into those roles like that. You, like left tackle, that's not you're not going to play. You know, Broderick for like thirty snaps and and have Dan Moore come in. Like that is not a thing. It's kind of like all or nothing. Is he your left tackle? Yeah, and and that's why I think Broderick has to play. Yeah, I don't see any way around this right now. Like he he has to play. I, I can't. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're thinking. Um, I, I don't see it. I, I think he's got to play. I, I, hundred percent agree. Um, I, the last thing that I wanted to bring up was actually an article that came out with a trade proposal. I, I don't know that I expected to see this, but I guess, you know, we're kind of at that point of the season now, a couple, actually two weeks from today, right. Is the NFL trade deadline. Um, so oh, Najee yeah. Harris. Yeah. Najee Harris for a second round pick thrown into this article from USA today. Alan, what do you think about that? I'm not sure a second round pick is enough to get it done for me. Um, but I don't think the idea of the Steelers trading Najee Harris is crazy uh, for a couple reasons. One, uh, look, they have two running backs that are both better than their starters at lots of other positions. Would you agree with that? Yeah. But like, I think Jalen Warren is one of their better players. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Jalen Warren is not of the pedigree where he is going to be worth a lot to another team, but Najee Harris is. So if you're willing to trade one to try to make an impact somewhere else, Harris is the only one that makes any sense. So if you know, the classic thing that you do as a team is that you trade from your strength to fill weakness. And I think that the running back right now, starting running back is a strength of the Steelers. And if a team wanted to blow them away with an offer for Najee Harris, I think they would consider it. I don't think a second-round pick is that awful. Like, I think they would need significantly more than that, whether it's something that fills some kind of need directly or uh, you know, a, a better asset in return. I, I just don't see um, that being – like I, I can't see them trading Najee Harris for a second-round pick right now. Um, yeah, but I could see that trade, a, a Najee Harris trade being made. I'll, I'll say that. I think that hmm. isn't just crazy. It, I got 
I'm not just going to dismiss it as crazy talk. Like I think there's there's reasonable um, analysis there that this is something that makes sense for the Steelers to be looking into. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they traded Chase Claypool last year, obviously for a second round pick, and they've obviously got really good good value on that one. Um, but I will say, you're talking about just one piece of the offense as opposed to the entire guy running it. But is there something to be said about again? You know, they're trying to win games. They feel like this team can make the playoffs. If they want Najee Harris to be a part of that, are they even going to be a team that's willing to trade off assets for future assets with the position that they're in? Well, that's sort of what I'm getting at. Like, I feel like if the trade is for a player instead of a draft pick. Mm, I think it, okay. it changes the, you know, it changes the, the way it goes a good bit, you know, um, like, or, or it's a player and a draft pick. Right. So, you know, I, I think there's, there's ways that this uh, could work. Um, I don't think Najee Harris for second round pick is that, but if you get a good enough offer, I think the Steelers are not, in a position where they're having so much success as a team that they should just dismiss it outright because it involves trading their Like if somebody wants to trade a pick that we think is going to be a top 15 pick for Najee Harris, even if you're (laughs) not replacing him on the roster, you're just trading away your starting running back while you're well within playoff contention. Mm -hmm. I think you probably just do it and say, we'll figure it out. Like, you know, there's not a better way. Uh, they're not having so much success that I think they can afford to just outright dismiss uh, potential trades. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it, and I would agree with that. Um, I do want to – so we had a comment I thought that was interesting because I wouldn't have thought about this. Um, kind of goes back to, like, QB preference, and again, I don't know that we'd have an answer on this, but I didn't know if you just wanted to share your opinion or weigh in on it. Do you think it's possible, and this comes from Colton Abbott, 7012 on YouTube, do you guys think putting Dan Moore back to tackle could be something that Pickett suggested? Could he possibly feel more comfortable having the veteran that he's had over there for more of his career than not? over there this could be a stretch but figured i'd ask i doubt it it's possible um but i i kind of doubt it i just don't think that uh first of all that kenny is in a position with him his own play and within the team to be making yeah. recommendations or requests about other positions uh and then i also don't feel like brother like for the quarterback to step up and say, hey, I don't want that guy protecting my blind side, I'd have seen a lot worse out of Roderick Jones than I've seen so far. Like, he has been a work in progress in terms of pass protection. There's no question about that. There will be mishaps um, from time to time if he plays. There's no question about that either. But it's not like – I feel like like Kenny couldn't survive Broderick Jones being a starting left tackle. Like, I think it'd be okay. It's not, it's not, and it's not like Dan Moore is playing so well that you just can't replace him. I mean, he's been fine um, against good competition. There's nothing wrong with how he's played so far, but it's not like he's been so good that you just could not fathom him not going back in the lineup either as a player. So I kind of doubt that that Kenny's uh, in, into this. Let me give you another scenario, though. I know okay. you're. You're 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 a man of all seasons here. You've seen Moneyball, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like I am just envisioning a conversation in a hallway uh, between Omar Khan and and Mike Tomlin. Like, 
I think you should play uh, Broderick Jones at left tackle and, uh, you know, like uh, Hatterberg at first base, you know, like, like, does this end with, with uh, <laughs> Dan Moore getting traded for a fourth round pick? Like, I, I'm not saying that that's what's happening. I'm just saying I can envision some conversations like that happening, certainly. Mike Tomlin be like, oh, I'm going to play Dan Moore. And then Omar's like, well, you can't because I just traded him for a fourth round pick. <laughs> yeah. Great I stuff. See, there. I, I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think that we got everything that we wanted to cover today, unless you got anything else, Alan. Uh, let's see. No, I think that was pretty much it. I asked, um, let's, let's, let's tease. We don't tease enough. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I asked Mike Tomlin about Minka Fitzpatrick last question press conference mm-hmm. and got a non-answer about why he has zero interceptions and two passes defended through five games, four of which he's played every single snap, and whether the changes to the way that the Steelers have used Minka Fitzpatrick mean that teams are just going away from him. Uh, and, and is he okay with that? Is that a trade-off they're okay with? If the ball's just not getting thrown towards Minka, he can't make splash plays, but he's taking away a part of the field. I got no answer. Uh, Tomlin basically said that Minka's uh, splash plays will come and that he's not concerned about five games, which is a perfectly fine answer. Uh, but is it correct? I am not sure about that. So mm. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. I'm writing that story tonight. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. And I plan on bringing a friend who chimed in after me to ask a follow-up question. I greatly appreciate the dear Chris Carter. Uh, and he also got nowhere on his follow-up. But we're going to bring Carter in, and we're going to talk about Minka and the Steelers and uh, why they're not getting all-pro play out of their all-pro safety. Yeah. Uh, and last thing, Alan, uh, give a shout-out to Pat Damp, who commented and said, boy, just two handsome fellas talking ball. Pat Damp is uh, trying to butter me up for more playing time <laughs> on our hockey team. Uh, we, which, which actually, I know that's not true because we played last night with eight guys and uh, I hurt badly uh, right now. So nobody wants more playing time. Uh, Pat, Pat uh, <laughs> certainly no exception, but uh, Pat's a good dude. He is on um, the Lots on Penguins podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, you all should check that out. Uh, good dude. Knows hockey. Works for KDKA as a producer. And uh, is occasionally my center, which is fun. There we go. Alan, other than uh, in this league that you were talking about next to Pat Damp, where can the people find you? At A Saunders underscore PGH on X. At PGH Steelers Now is the site's account on X. SteelersNow.com. That's where the words live. Read them so I can get paid. Sign up for SN+. Plus. Derek? Bell has an article about Deontay Johnson's return and what it means for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but you need to be a Steelers Now Plus subscriber to get that. Uh, sign up for SN Plus and use my promo code Allen10 get 10% off of an annual subscription, and you can read all the best stuff from Derek, myself, and Nick Farabaugh. And like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, and we'll have another party when we get to another big fat round number of YouTube subscribers. So thrilled with the response to our 10,000 celebration the other day. And uh, hopefully we can keep the momentum rolling. Boom. Like Alan said, like, subscribe. Also hit that notification bell so you guys know when a new video is posted on the channel, whether it be this podcast, practice, sights and sounds, player 
uh, clips, whatever it might be, all the content right here. If you are listening somewhere else, be sure to leave us a five-star review there as well. Subscribe over there. Do all that good stuff. I am Zachary Smith, PGH. And for Alan Saunders and myself, thanks for jumping in and taking another ride on Steelers Afternoon Drive. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.